to Star Wars Session. Extra, extra, extra. Greetings, exalted ones, and welcome to this week's episode of Star Wars Sessions. And as you can tell, it is an extra. Yeah, yeah, come on, yeah, yeah, extra, yeah. It's me, Matt, aka Jabba the Hud, and this week we are we're recharging the batteries, having a bit of R and R, mainly because Lukey Boy is unwell again. That man has the immune system of a nerf herder who's been herding nerfs for far too long and hasn't been taking care of his health he's had a busy weekend he ain't feeling well so we have decided rather than put out a subpar episode which we don't want to do or have a kind of cobbled together extra where it's me rattling stuff off uh, in which i have not prepared we are going to give you a teaser a taster if you will a bit of tapas of our patreon specifically our pubcast episode from last month. So this is the October 2023 pubcast episode, which is the 42nd iteration of such. We've done 42 other ones of these. And it's simply entitled Vaughn, Reboots, Levy, Simeon, Spider-Man and Pumpkin Spiced Lattes. Pubcast, as you will hear, as as the title song says, which you're also going to hear, we love a podcast. We love it, but we love a podcast. We love to get loosey goosey. We just chat about anything. Of course, it always comes back to Star Wars, but we just like to catch up, talk about stuff, whether it's being Tumblr girls, enjoying pumpkin y stuff, what we wear to work, or how the clothes that we wear, which is the same as the last recording. And then we dive into the real meat of it. But hey, yeah, we thought we'd put this one out, not as a way of trying to uh strung arm you into subscribing to our patreon you're all adults if you want to do it patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions so enjoy october 2023's pubcast episode we always enjoy doing it we hope those who are new to us or uh haven't signed up to the patreon dig it if you are new to the show this is a taster of our patreon shows and isn't the same as what you get each week but if you sign up to our patreon it actually is what you get each month so enjoy it guys we'll be back again next week for our standard scheduled main episode of star wars sessions but until then may the force be with you always Podcast. We love a podcast. Come sit down at the pub whilst we butcher your nub. Podcast. We love a podcast. Star Wars every month, only on Patreon. Go and tell your mum. Go and grab your nan. Go and tell your dad. Go and shoot a bird. <laughs> what? Go and shoot a Go bird. Go and shoot a bird. <laughs> yeah. The birds outside, yeah. Oh, but oh, uh, the birds yeah. on your All right, gotcha. Yeah. Reboot something especially a series of films or television programs that has been restarted or revived. Example, British television had a big hit with the reboot of Doctor Who. Yeah? 
not Star Wars, Doctor Who. Oi, oi, Savaloy, welcome back to Star Wars Sessions Patreon exclusive, the podcast. Um, October 2023. You're right, mate, boy. You good, mate? On the wings of love. I'm good, yeah. mate. Yeah, I mean, um, good way to start the show, mate. I dig it. I wonder if it will come up later on. Who knows? But, uh, mate, Who I'm knows? good. It's, mate, uh, we're just giggling off air because uh, we recorded our main show recently. Luke's wearing the same clothes, and I'm wearing the same clothes yeah. I've worn <laughs> to pretty much every recording as well. So we are nothing if not consistent. Mate, and also, in terms of consistency, apologies for not putting out a podcast last month. We were just ramoed. Uh, of course, we always yeah. intend to put one out every month as for uh, you guys' support. Uh, but sometimes life gets in the way, but we're back and we're wearing the same clothes to make up for it. Ahsoka recaps, we were doing like two shows a week and you know, it's hard <laughs> well, to fit in Patreon around that, you know, sometimes. You know, as much as we want to, it's like you sometimes just don't have time. You've got families and that. You're wearing a very autumnal hoodie, mate, which is fire. You know, we both love a bit of autumn, don't we? Burnt so orange, I'd call it. You probably saw the picture. I wore it to work the other week, and we were in a meeting, and um, I was on fire during the meeting, as usual, showing my qualities. <laughs> and it wasn't until uh, one of the people I work with, she sort of said, oh, I like your hoodie. And I kind of like, oh, nice. And I looked down. You know, you know when someone says they like what you're wearing, you kind of sort of look down at your arms almost. I did yeah. that, and I was like, oh, it's the same colour as the floor. I looked at the other side. I was like, oh, my jeans are the same colour as the other part of the floor. So... Laid on the floor, got in the autumnal spirit, but mate, this is my season. It's, it's chilly outside, but it's not too cold. There's a little bit yeah. of Christmas in the air. And then, yes, pumpkin spice and all those other cinnamon, nutmeg and cloves are, yeah. are, sprinkle me in them, mate. But I know you love it as well. We love it. No, I you do. No, the autumn. I, I, I love it, mate. I actually love like autumn and winter and like, oh, it's so good. I just get, this, a, bit, this guy gets just get a bit bored. Just get a little bit bored of it by February. By February, I'm like, okay, I've I, had I can dig now, it. All right, you I can, can understand it off that now, right? Um, I wanted to have a little rant about pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah, right. of all okay, things. Well, I'm going to sit back on this one. I know, lads. This is podcast. Yeah, we have we have the right <laughs> to go off on a, whatever we want. What what so gets me about good. that? That was. <laughs> unintentional worth it i've still got a little bit of my cough by the way so you'll have to excuse me yeah feel sorry for me um pumpkin spice lattes they come out in like august like late august they're like right here's pumpkin spice lattes it's autumn guys meanwhile outside it's like 28 degrees we had uh, and it's always the way september is always crazy hot Crazy warm, crazy sunny. Es- especially in the south of England, it is just absolutely stunning. And that, like Starbucks, right, is saying, "Yeah, come get your autumn drink." When it comes to actual autumn, yeah, when it we're recording this like twenty fourth, right, so it's Halloween at the end of this week, and it's like peak autumn. And yeah, there's no pumpkin spice lattes. Like I'll run out. We've see, yeah, we've run out. I don't Costa get it. have got maple hazel very nice it ain't the same though and the worst mm. part is some of us some of us schmucks all year long get a chai latte which is ostensibly the same thing if you think about it it's just a spiced drink it's pretty much the same thing so kind Ooh, of i love chai wears off i do love a chai or chai chai people call it a chai tea latte that's tt it's not the same that, it's a chai latte that man. is tt as yeah. spider-man told like did to us. yeah spider-man did he do that in um across the spider verse mate so, says the film guy who absolutely loved that film <laughs> did he 
Yeah, in that yeah. film, because you know there's like the, there's the Indian Spider-Man, isn't there? Yeah, of course he does. From, yeah. Damn, I've like, been done by Indian Spidey. We only watched that the other day, Mrs. and I. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I thought really, it was, really liked it. It was my it was top film of the year until about a, a two, three weeks ago. It, it lasted that whole time. It's it's wonderful, isn't it? Yes, it's absolutely outstanding. I I think to me, I watched I watch a film like uh, Across the Spider Verse, and I'm like, this is a this is a comic book film. This is what it's meant to be, you know. And I know it's animation, and it, it lends itself to that sort of like you've got literal comic book panels and stuff. You can get away with more as well, can't you? Yeah, you can, you can, and the creativity's there. But it would be easy to just do an animated film and you know keep it quite blah and just this. Oh, it's an animated Spider Man film and it's not that it's so creative so artistic while i was watching it i did wonder to myself will we see another animated star wars film in the cinema ever again yeah because i was like this is top quality media regardless of if it's uh, live action or animated and you know we've seen some star wars visions that is quite frankly better than some of the live action counterparts, you know. In That's yeah, a so meaty question, what, mate. Yeah, what do you think? You think it's plausible? Or? Well, yeah, Spider Verse uh, into the Spider Verse was critically acclaimed, made made bank, and it won some Oscars. Across the Spider Verse has has done the same, and it will win an Oscar. Uh, then they had the Turtles film, Mutant Mayhem, this year, which came out surprisingly charmed the critics. Uh, did well at the box office with that odd um, sort of abstract animation style. So there is a place that, and that didn't feel like a riff off Spider-Verse, more so than a, I see what you've done there, let's try our own thing inspired by that. I can see it happening, but with Lucasfilm, mate, no, mm. I just can't see it happening. And, and I always feel like Pubcast is, is the time when I take my hat off, I'm like, yeah, Lucasfilm are blooming awful. No, I don't mean that, but well, we've got, we've got Ray... <laughs> Mando and the Dawn of the Jedi I think they're going to hopefully I want them just to focus on those but if we're hypothetically speaking should we mm. I'd love to mate because look at Rebels how many people in in the wake of uh, Ahsoka now have either revisited Rebels and realised yeah this is it this is top tier or knew it already or I've gone to watch it Clone Wars obviously with Mortis and stuff coming up in Ahsoka some of the arcs in Clone Wars are also top tier you know, they've shown they can do animate. I look at Pixar, maybe not so in the last year or two, but Pixar have shown and DreamWorks that some of the best stories you'll ever see, and sorry, let's not forget Studio Ghibli, you'll ever see are in animation. So yeah. it's not like they, they should look at him, but like, I oh, know, for kids. But there is still a stigma, I think, mate, which holds them back that animation equals kids. And I think they that might put them off a little bit, which is wrong. But... I can't see it happening, but do you know what? I wouldn't mind it just because of the visions thing you said, mate. Some of the best, and, and, and just give it to somebody who just wants to tell a great story. Make it a Star Wars visions film for all I care. Two hours of just great uh, abstract Star Wars. Doesn't matter if it fits into the timeline, yeah. which I love. Just let them have fun, man. I mean, some of those visions episodes, you can, so, I mean, I've said it on the main show, you know, like you can so easily take those and go, yeah. We can we yeah. can turn this into a film, the Animated Ninth Jedi, or live action. Yeah, Ninth Jedi is 
It's sensational, mate. I love it. Sensational. I'm so happy that we do have such a diverse caliber of, like, high caliber of content in Star Wars, right? And I know this week we've got an episode coming out on Andor, you know, Andor one year later. We've got Star Wars Visions. We've got the crazy book of Boba Fett. We've got Mando. And, yeah, it's, it's an absolute joy, to watch and i think it's something that ironically something that does lend itself better to kind of that mix of genre marvel has not been doing as well in 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 recent years although i started loki season two and uh, i'm i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it yeah, I'm vibing it. Yeah, like, but I, I quite enjoyed Loki season one. And it feels like a bit more of a return to that high quality programming in Marvel television. That, Good. Uh, since Secret Invasion. was <laughs> crying out for. Yeah. And even animation. Marvel, I, I'm, I'm convinced Marvel could probably do a bit more in animation. And yeah. that, like, the, the Spider-Verse one. And I know that's not Disney Marvel, is it? It's Sony, Sony Marvel. It's it really it blew blew me away, mate. I was like, oh, man, this is. I want to watch quality. it again, man. In another, oh man, I I, do, I, love, I love that scene. I think it's come to Netflix. I think it's come uh, to Netflix yes. like next oh, week or something, isn't it? Oh, yeah. There's a scene where they're sitting there, um, Gwen Stacy or Spider Ghost Spider Spider Gwen, whatever you want to call her, and Miles mm. Morales, and the camera does that delicious pan, and they're just sort of upside and the, and they're upside down, if you will, on the screen, and I'm like, this is. This is it. This is this is yeah. this is some of the best stuff I've seen, and it's animated. Um, and I made the point on the main show, which you guys will hear soon, that, and I actually saw an um, evidence of this this morning before we recorded. Uh, I didn't see who the character was, but I saw it whilst looking at notes for the show today. Um, I said that we get a clamour that every time we get a new character in a book, comic, animated, live action film, let's give them their own spin off series. And Disney can't do that. They can only release finite amount of things per year in terms of live action. They have to be clever. I don't know who it was, but I saw somebody say uh, on like one of the outlets, this bounty hunter needs their own spin-off series. Don't know who it is. Probably don't need their own spin-off series. Mm. And, I've got, and I got me thinking, you saying that, that I would love them to pump more now into animation. We've got the Bad Batch, which is ending in season three next May, I think. And you know, Bad Batch is actually getting better as it goes along. You know, put the what if, put that in the bin, no interest, waste of time, waste of money. So, you know, spend, maybe make one or two high quality animated series, which could then cover eras. I've always said I'd love to see Star Wars, colon, The New Republic. They could do that, like a Clone Wars era uh, kind of storytelling set in The New Republic, where you can tell all these different stories, like the Clone Wars did, and go all over the place, go back in time, or whatever you want. Animation is the place to do that. That animation ain't cheap. And it and it's not like it's oh we can do that with a click of our fingers because it's so much mm. easier than live action. But there is less uh, pressure on them to do it. You haven't got to get the the actors on set as much. You've got the voice actors in for a short amount of time. They do a great job, and of course you have your in-house animation team. They should be leveraging more on animation because I always say all the expanded universe stuff. That's where you that's where you go to flesh out these. Uh, second-rate bounty hunters. Stick them in a comic or a book, which I'm going to read. I'm going to love it. But if you don't, it doesn't matter. That's what about an animation. You know, you can do the same there. Let that be the jumping-off board for the new films, like uh, Rebels ended up being for Ahsoka. 
Yeah. Animations don't yeah, yeah. to go, mate. So if they don't do it on the big screen, I really would like to see more on the on the small screen because they've shown now that some of the best story if you're not watching it guys some of the animation in Star Wars is the best and that includes Visions which is quite unquote non-canon mate mm. It's, mm. do it do it do it get excited I want animation yeah. no 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 I hear mate I hear mm. well listen I wanted to drop that first wanted to ask that question first you know we love it on a pubcast and came from pumpkin spice lattes by the way so pubcast proper pubcast you know yeah I, although it's it's getting to the season where you can grab an eggnog latte from Starbucks, and they don't I miss a love, trick, do they? They don't. I miss love those bad boys. <laughs> I love those. The next bad will boys. be a roast turkey latte in the middle yeah. of December. They're, they'll have something like roast turkey and cranberry or something. They ain't going to miss a trick. Oh, I love it, mate. It's basic. It's Tumblr girl, but I'm here for it. Yeah, and I, I listen. I love me a nice coffee. I like going to an independent cafe, grabbing That's a it, cheeky mate. coffee, a proper coffee. But you know, sometimes That's I just it. fancy, I fancy a bit of overpriced trash. You know, convenience. Like, sometimes I do. Yeah, sometimes I do. Uh, listen, we've got we've What's got on the some agenda? busy. Yeah, we've got some busy news points to to cover uh, this month, mate. Matthew Vaughan said he would want to remake the original Star Wars movies with a new cast. Mate. Oh, schmuck. (laughs) Uh, He goes on to say, why are the characters so hollow that from 1977 you can't redo it for a new audience? Um, I think he compares, you know, Star Wars to things like Bond or even Spider-Man. You know, we talk about Spider-Man. And he's saying, look, they've all had reboots and they're all successful. It's like, yeah, but mate. And this is, by the way, this is the guy that does uh, the Kingsman films, right? He did, uh, I really like the first one. I really like the first one. Yeah, the first one's great. He did Kingsman. He did the Kingsman, sorry. He did the Golden Circle. Uh, He did the Kingsman and the new one coming out next year, Argyle. So he's doing his own kind of like Kingsman universe. And he did right. um, X-Men First Class, which was quite good. He's a, do you know what? Matthew Vaughan's done some really good films in his career, apart from the, late, the, the later Kingsman film, which I think are a bit pants. Mate, that second Kingsman film, is that the a Perfect Circle? The, the Golden the, Circle. Golden Circle. Perfect Circle's a band. Uh, is it? <laughs> um, yeah, but we, we started that, mate, and I think we, we, uh, we turned it off. About half an hour in, I think no, we, we just went, now we're, we're going to put another film on. We just weren't vibing. And we really like that first Kingsman film. So it's a, sh- it's a shame, isn't it? That I don't know. But yeah, this, this came from a podcast, didn't it? The guy uh, guest, was a guest on a podcast. Um, Josh Horowitz, yeah. Josh Horowitz, right. I listened to this podcast, right? And I didn't mention it on the Patreon questions, which really annoyed me. But I, I listened to this one quite re- frequently. Oh, right. So in this week's Patreon section, we got asked, like, what other shows? You, you listen to some happy, sad, confused every now and then, right? Yeah. Basically, they get a they get a guest on from the world of film, always high, pro- high profile. Josh Horowitz is such a cool interviewer. Um, mm. Daisy Ridley does the intro and outro, which is pretty cool as well. But they get, um, usually it's tied into one of the big releases, but they'll get an actor or director in to chat for about an hour about their current... Um, a project and then what's coming next but there's always a little bit of filth coming out all of the mm. stories about Matt Smith and Palpatine it came from this uh, podcast Happy Sad Confused all of the big things that seem to drop about films recently seem to kind of originate from this show so it's well worth a listen and it's pretty low, uh, pretty chill as well mm. so breakdown 
what happens, mate, in this. So, old Vaughny boy, Matthew Vaughan, is guesting on it. I mean, you listen to the whole show, I assume. I've seen like a few clips on, on TikTok on it. I've got the article here. But what is what is the gist? So, the gist is, um, to kind of play off what Lukey Boy said up top, it's all about a reboot. Matthew Vaughan has said... In a nutshell, for me, doing a Star Wars movie is to play with the characters that I loved. So that's it. He wants yeah. to, if he wants to do a Star Wars film, which let's just say now he hasn't been offered one. It's not. No, he's not coming out saying I've been given the chance. It's him kind of dreaming and probably writing himself out of the equation. But and he said, if they said Lucasfilm to me, do you want to reboot Star Wars and actually have Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Darth Vader and do your version of it? Everyone would say you needed to try, but that would excite me. Why are the characters so hallowed that from 1977 that you can't redo it for modern audiences? And he says that the uh, he says that the Lucasfilm and Disney have basically stumbled by not using those original characters. That's where they've gone wrong. He's, TV shows are good, but he says we need an epic new film. He needs an epic new film. He needs something for the old generation. And... Uh, funny one because I, I, when I listened I don't hear it as I see what George Lucas did but I think I can do this better I didn't see it as that like I, I could do this better but in a world where we every now and then we look at Favreau and Filoni sometimes and say these guys clearly love Star Wars and they love giving us what they they're playing in the sandpit they, they did as they were kids that can sometimes box you in a little bit too much and like, oh, we've got to use these characters and do that and not really think outside the box. Matthew Vaughan's comments here are so insular inside the box, it hurts. He's put himself in jail with that to say that the only stories that they should be telling is Han, Luke, Leia. The, the, you know, the old EU did that and so many people love those beloved stories. But there's only so many stories you can tell without it just becoming stupid. I would rather have this uh, continuing timeline where... You can introduce new characters and new people, then yeah. just stick into one thing. Um, it's it's a really wild comment. I don't really know quite know what it's come off the back of the Argyle trailer dropping and starting up the press tour for that. It, well, but when I heard it, I was like, "Are you mad? This is the one franchise you cannot reboot. You, you know, you just can't go back and do it because what can you? Here, Luke, boy. If you're going to do a reboot, this is for you. You are the director now, and I am Kathy Kennedy. Hello. If you're going <laughs> to reboot Star Wars. What, uh, four, five, and six. What are you going to do that changes the game? What can you do that is different? What new ideas can you bring? That that is easy. That to make the films more like, legendary. But what can you bring that's new? No, not a lot. Not a lot, really. Because if it's too new, then it's not really a reboot, is it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that it's just so. It's so just not thought out i think the guys just kind of said it on the spot and i'm sure he might have some cool ideas or something but i don't know maybe you could go back to you know the ralph Macquarie original concept art maybe and like change up the designs a little bit mm-hmm. you know, but then, then you've got you know someone like star um star lord in guardians of the galaxy marvel's guardians of the galaxy which is clearly modeled on that original ralph Macquarie, or at least you know has, has a nod from it that original Luke Skywalker concept art from Ralph McQuarrie. I, 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 I don't know, mate. I just think it's it's just it's not very well thought out. Uh, and to say something like that, especially when you are quite a, a big director, you know, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's directed some big films. I'm sure he has like, a lovely, lovely place. 
uh, and a lot of cash to go along with it. And it seems like a really, I don't know, daft thing to say to, to, to me, to me. But then maybe he's just like, well, I'm never, I'm never going to direct Star Wars. I'm not interested in directing the Star Wars. But if I would, I would do blah, 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 I'd reboot this. Hey, it's got his name in the press, I suppose, isn't it? Like, it's got some articles, and maybe the guy's smarter than we think. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Nah, I'm not- I don't want to put him down. I'm sure he's smarter than both of us. But uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like it, it just seems a bit, a bit silly. He, he said um, in the in the article here, he explained that Star Wars is the Skywalker family, and he feels like Lucasfilm and Disney have sort of strayed from that original group of people, mm. and that's where he thinks they have gone wrong. What are you talking about, mate? What are you talking about, mate? Like, first, firstly, it's this almost like this continued uh, pretending that the prequels didn't happen under George Lucas. Yeah. From a certain generation. It's like, oh, they forget that the prequels came along. There's a whole generation of fans who love the prequels, who prefer it to the originals, and that's their Star Wars. Revenge of the Sith continues to be one of the most popular bits of entertainment in Star Wars because of a generational shift, because populations change as they grow older, don't they? And um, even the new films... There's still Sky. This did he not watch seven eight nine? Clearly not. I don't know, mate. It just seems. It just seems like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind know. of I'm, get I'm, the point at the beginning mm. where he, I, I, I don't get his point. I think I can. I want to try and put myself in his shoes and his wallet because it's probably got a lot of money. When he says, you know, to me, you know, just Star Wars should be about the Skywalkers, and kind of bouncing off of your point there. To some people, that is it because they only they they saw four, five, and six in cinemas back in the day and it will mean so much to them you know that imagine you and i being able to go back to 77 and experiencing yeah. that for the first time yeah what yeah. that what impact that would have on us so i get so to him he was probably around at the time grew up playing with the toys all that good stuff so to him yeah oh every time i think of star wars i think of those old films but the time moves on time is transient doesn't stand still it carries on and like you say the the prequels with the, with the skywalker star story it's Anakin and mm. by extension Padme you know the mother of the twins 7, 8 and 9 Luke is in it Leia's in it Rey Skywalker's in it and even though they're not carrying on the Skywalker lineage by blood they're carrying on the name it's still going to be there I hate the idea of just saying yeah we've got this wonderful wild glorious galaxy and now we have two of them but we're only going to stay here and you're going to talk about these characters and all the adventures they get up to now I'd, that is to me a very it's an old school way of doing it it's a very kind of serialised television way of doing it where you know you have 50 episodes of Flash Gordon for example and you just follow Flash Gordon fighting the same people with a different background every week nah don't give me that give me give me things like uh, we're getting now 7, 8 and 9 where you can honour what came before and include the oldies yeah. but then you're still telling your own yeah. story the prequels is the same and yes, Rogue One Tom. and all that stuff mate. and or mate it's, you can't just pigeonhole so I know, it's a romantic idea for some, I'm sure, but as a creative idea, it's bankrupt for me. Yes. Yeah, great way to put it, mate. It great way to put it. Yeah, I mean, go go listen. Go listen. Happy, sad, confused. Uh, just type in Matthew Vaughan, you know, and he'll chat. You, you, can, you can hear him chat more about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a I don't episode. know. I just, I just think, yeah, it's just... A load of rubbish, just trying to get a bit more traction on, <laughs> on, on the episode, maybe... <laughs> 
bit inflammatory, isn't it? And for Star Wars yeah, fans, we love it, don't we? For us, for us, for our little slice of fandom and our little obsession, right? We are in a minority, after all. Most people do not care. But uh, yeah, it's interesting <laughs> to chat about. What else? We got a story here about Sean Levy. Um, yes. What, t- t- tell us about this, mate. Give us the run the rundown on this. So uh, I'm taking this one from the AV Club, which uh, mm. at, used to be really re- reputable. Now every now and then they come up with an odd take or two, but. Here we go. Sink your teeth into this, Luke. Lucasfilm wants Sean Levy to make a Star Wars movie that reflects his taste. Okay, so Sean Levy, who is still attached to a Star Wars project, he's still writing it, and this article proves it, but he's speaking to Variety recently, and he said Kathleen Kennedy has one central mandate on Sean Levy's movie. It has to be a Sean Levy movie. I want a story and a tone that reflects you and your taste and what you bring to your movies with a Star Wars story. So Sean Levy, who has done Night of the Museum, uh, Free Guy last year, um, he does comedies, he does dramatic comedies and things like that. He's been asked a task now, and obviously he's been involved in Deadpool, uh, the upcoming one. So he's been tasked now of making a film that feels like one of his, but in a Star Wars skin and the funny thing is Sean Levy isn't an auteur he doesn't have a signature style per se it's not like saying Guillermo del Toro come on in yeah. do your thing and make it your thing because it's un, you know it's recognisably your thing really odd but then they also said the same to Lord and Miller didn't they with Solo a Star Wars story so mm-hmm. what do you think of this mate uh, Sean Levy has come out in Variety top tier outlet and has come out and said this so I don't well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, question the legitimacy of it but what are you thinking about this, that he can just go out and make his own style of film? Well, I mean, this film has still got to go through approval processes and reviews, and <laughs> that's like any modern film, right? It's very collaborative. You know, this isn't yep. the 70s. Yep. And um, I, I, don't, I don't buy into it, really. I, I wonder if, because we're, like what you said, we've already been through this with, with Solo and Lucasfilm, <laughs> Disney, whoever the powers that be, that they were not happy with the Lord and Miller cut of Solo, which from what we believe, from what we've heard, lent you know, too far into the comedy and the slapstickiness of Star Wars, I suppose. And yes. I, I, you know what I thought of when I was reading this article, mate? I thought mm-hmm. of uh, Todd Phillips, you know, the director Todd yep. Phillips, Hangover, yeah. uh, War Dogs, Borat. He even helped out in Borat um, with, with some of the story there. Old school road trip. But then in 2019, comes out and does Joker. Completely, completely different. And, you know, are you going to say something like The Hangover or The Joker isn't inherently Todd Phillips? Yeah, well... You, can, you can't really say that because he contributed so much to both of those films, you know, directing, writing and producing both of those very different films. And I think humans have an ability a bit like George Lucas, right? 
He made THX 1138. You made American Graffiti. He made Star Wars. Three yeah, really, really different films. And I'm pretty sure it was uh, Francis Ford Coppola who said to him, like, oh, I bet you can't do something lighthearted. And George was like, oh, I'll take that as a challenge then. And then he made, like, American Graffiti. I think that's how con- it goes, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yep. And, yeah, like, the, the directors are versatile. And I'm sure they don't want to just be, you know, boxed into one genre. So... Sean Levy, yeah, okay, he's he's known for doing a lot of slapsticky comedy films, right? But he probably has the capability of doing something more serious, more you know, quote unquote, grown up, or has a bit more depth to it, maybe. But I I, I really hope this just doesn't mean we get free guy in star wars do you know you know like i didn't mind the film, but i know what you mean i know what you mean i loved the film the film was great i, I really enjoyed the film mate but we don't need mm. that do I we think it'd be more like do you remember actually well to be fair i mean you're you're you know more than i do because like, somehow the roles have been reversed on this but yeah. sean levy is uh, has been involved with stranger things for the, since it started he's directed a fair few of the episodes as far as I'm aware um, so we've got that aspect to it he also did the Adam Project for Netflix last year which is a sci-fi kind of comedy action adventure yeah. which to me kind of screams more like skeleton crew type vibes so maybe when they're saying you know, give us a bit of Sean Levy they're talking about his his kind of, I say co- dramedies so dramatic comedies with heart mm. which is what he tries mm. to do Free Guy had some heart to it surprisingly The Adam Project did as well um, Stranger Things looks like it does I've only seen the first season uh, so he's quite good at like, making us care about characters even if it is a bit you know like you say more mired in the ambling adventure side of it so I think looking at it that's maybe more what they're going for like more recent Sean Levy give us the Adam Project give us the kind of Free Guy um, vibes give us stranger things and mix, kind of mix that all up, put your spin on it. Um, but yeah, maybe he maybe he's also thinking. Do you know what? I'd kind of like rather make something else. I'd rather try and test myself, like you said with Todd Phillips. Joker somehow grossed over a billion dollars. I never I thought mm. that would make about eighty just because of the style of film. Nominated mm. for many Oscars, won best best actor, was up for best picture and everything. You know, huge, huge, huge success. Um, got a sequel coming out next year which is a musical which is going to be wild um uh so i think maybe they're kind of looking at the adam project slash stranger things adam levy more than sean levy sorry more than anything else but it's an interesting one though because we've we we spoke about the mcu recently didn't we that the mcu they get these directors in and they're kind of like told you know here's here's your notes do it but do it in our style rather than your own Whereas yeah. I do believe Star Wars has a little bit more, a little bit more flexibility with here's a story, but we've brought you in for a reason. You know, let's see what you've got to do. I'm so excited for Skeleton Crew because some of the directors on there, like the Daniels, wow, what are they going to do with Star Wars? I just hope they're allowed to do their own thing. Um, so if they are letting him do his thing, I hope they actually just you know let him do it. And, you know, have like you said, have changes, have collaboration along the way, but don't look at it and then say what on earth is this this is a Sean Levy film we wanted a Star Wars film let's not yeah. have that because that's what worries me and it's good to know though mate that it's still on the slate even if we haven't got a release date it's still being worked on and it's still out there I mean uh, I totally forgot about the Stranger Things connection and Sean Levy if I'm, he if loves I'm being it. if I'm being completely honest 
and I've, I'm on the old uh, Wikipedia page looking at his filmography Ooh. and team Loves it. In, 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 in film and uh, TV. And, uh, yeah, the Stranger Things, he's directed eight episodes. Eight, okay. And he even did Dear Billy, which is a famous episode in the fourth season of Stranger Things. And he's an executive producer as well. Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah, see, this is what I mean. This is kind of my (laughs) point with the Todd Phillips. How, like... I think someone like Kathy Kennedy, and when you work in Hollywood, when you're this connected to the, the like this amount of creative people, you understand that saying something like this, saying something, what what is the what is the um, the, the the title of the uh, the the article here? Lucasfilm wants Sean Levy to make Star Wars film that reflects his taste well his taste isn't going to just be free guys it's not just yep. going to be slapsticky creative people artistic people like this generally have a few different outlets that have a li- like everyone layers to their personality like onions a shrek taught us um <laughs> mate classic yeah i i think i think this is it just makes a lot of sense and it's nice to say i think the point from this article the, the, the main thing to take away is that Sean Levy is still working on his Star Wars film. It's not the, oh, make it to his taste. No, no, forget about that. Sean Levy is sort of leaving, whatever it is, still attached <laughs> to his Lucasfilm project, yeah. his Star Wars project. So That's the most exciting thing. thing. Because we, we yeah. always talk about the three that celebration gave us, but Sean Levy's still out there doing his work, and we want, we're screaming for new films at the cinema for Star Wars, so... I'm glad that they're there and strikes notwithstanding, he's had time to work on his script and I hope he gets the time to put the amount of love that he wants to put into it because I'd love nothing more than for, you know, someone like Sean Levy to come out and give us an absolute, like Gareth Edwards did with Rogue One, sort of come, not come out of nowhere because he'd done Godzilla before, but come out of nowhere and just blast us in the face with this incredibly good, you know, heartfelt Star Wars film that captures the yeah. DNA but is also, also moves the, moves the, uh, the thing two or three steps forward the marker mm. so it's it's mm. the same but something a little different give us your take on it but interesting mate but um what else we got so we're going from a film which is being made to a series that isn't being made but it is being made into a film interesting <laughs> well yeah work that out well yeah let's let's see whatever comes to fruition mate whatever comes to fruition uh, former star wars lando series writer reflects on surprise firing uh, justin simeon explains why he's still supporting the lando focused star wars spinoff despite his unpleasant removal from the project uh, obviously we covered this in a main show uh, last month lando apparently it's a film now apparently that's the latest that's the that's that's the gossip well it came straight from the creator's mouth right the glover brothers donald glover and uh his brother josh josh thank you Stephen glover josh glover's all mates (laughs) no 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 josh josh is doing the film mate he's josh glover is going to be doing the film well apparently uh justin simmons opened up about his firing from the Star Wars project, but he still wants to support it. Um, I mean, <sighs> yeah, but you would say that, wouldn't you? The online report was and remains the only official word I ever heard about my involvement on the project, Simeon explained. It was the first time I'd gotten any official confirmation at all about what was happening with Lando. 
you'd certainly like hear rumours. It's a small town. Donald Glover and I have a lot of mutual friends, so I had some idea of possibilities of what might be happening and why we haven't heard from anybody. I mean, there's still some salt in that room, uh, in that in that wound, isn't there? Yeah. You can tell straight. I, you know, I, to- I totally, totally get it. He goes on to say, looking at the bright side, uh, the good news is that I'm a huge fan, truly, genuinely of Donald Glover and particularly the work that him and his brother do. So I'm also happy to be just a fan and watch it and sort of get to experience it in a way an audience would because it's certainly what I wanted to see when I said yes to the project. That's nice. That is nice, but uh, I mean, you got to be nice, isn't you? It's, it's the you, next bit, yeah. mate, which I think is the dirtiest part. Um, because I didn't actually notice it until I scrolled down um, earlier on. But we mentioned Del Toro, and recently, something else to talk about as well, I guess, Del Toro was slated to write and direct a Jabba the Hutt-focused film about the gangsters and the crime world. Uh, But, of course, that was was, um, boshed off. But um, Simeon says, I'm seeing Del Toro making (laughs) the rounds, who was also attached to the Haunted Mansion. Incidentally, obviously, Justin Simeon directed Haunted Mansion recently, which was fine. But Del Toro was supposed to do it years ago, his own version, but never got around to it. Um, and he's saying, you know, he's doing the rounds, talking about his Jabba the Hutt movie that didn't get made. There's a pattern, isn't there? And I'm, and at least I'm not alone in this situation, Simeon says. But it's mm. this interesting part. He says, I would say, I don't know how it went for Del Toro. I don't know why anyone would sign up for that again, though, to sort of pour your heart and soul into something and then to wait for several years and to find out in an article that someone else is doing it. Yep, I don't know if I want to do that again. That doesn't sound fun to me at all. So we've got the kind of, yep, listen, I'm here for Donald, I'm here for Stephen, I'm loving life, until he turns around and says, but, listen, I, I spent years working on this, didn't hear anything back from the bosses, read it, read it, picked up the paper, I've been fired, your mate's doing it instead. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not how you do it, that's not fun. So he kind of does let us in a little bit to some of that hurt that he felt which yes. he would do I mean he was attached yes. to this for the longest time probably was sitting there drinking his PSLs thinking oh mate can't wait to have Lando do this <laughs> and I can't wait to have him you know bosh up these droids but yeah. turns out no he, he, he according to him and he's coming out again and saying look I wasn't told I found out in an article if that is true mate that's such poor form isn't it again if that is true it, it, allegedly, he said it twice yeah. now Al- Allegedly, yeah. It's like a reverse crap sandwich, this, because, you know, you've got <laughs> crap and then he compliments Donald Glover and then you've got crap. Mm. So to me, it's like he's more pushing against Lucasfilm as opposed to Donald yes. Glover, which I totally get. If if this is true, it is unacceptable. It is really bad. And that's not how you do business, mate. It's not how you do business no. in, in any industry. Mistakes happen, but come on. Come on. No, no, no. Come on. Lucasfilm are really bad at communicating. Very bad at communicating. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Kathy needs a PR person. Kathleen Kennedy needs someone who's, you you know, just watch what you say. Watch what you say. Be careful. And I think there's just a bit too much of that. And I feel like the communication really shows that there is such a disorganization. There There is such chaos in the Lucasfilm house mm-hmm. 
and the communication yeah it just kind of it's a mirror it's mirroring what's place. going on in in the house isn't it so but with what simeon is saying actually if you remember the timeline of events mm. it, the an article came out which said the gloves were attached to a movie yeah and then i think it was deadline they then reached out to lucasfilm who said yeah they, that's true so it kind of like it lends credence to justin simeon's point that you know because lucasfilm never actually officially announced it until after the article came out and until after they were um, sought for comment. Now, I don't know what happened behind the scenes. You'd like to think that they at least picked up the phone and said, listen, Justin, article's coming out about mm. Lando. We needed to get to you first. It ain't happening. Sorry. Doesn't sound like it did happen. But again, that's all ifs, buts and maybes. But the timeline that we that we do know of, that the facts that we can work with, do suggest that what Justin Simeon is saying is, in fact, correct. And that, that, that ain't great, especially... Yeah, if you're going to have somebody on for years and then say, nah, it, could it potentially put off other people from works? But again, it's another Disney thing as well. We mentioned uh, other directors like Mangold came on and did indie. Didn't yeah. do well, it turns out. Yeah, he's still attached to Dawn of the Jedi as far as we know. Um, but yeah, Justin Simeon, Haunted Mansion, Disney, didn't do great. Months later, Weeks and months later, sling your hook, we're getting the Glovers in instead. I don't know if the two are linked, but... It's not the first mm. time something's happened in-house at Disney with a director and then suddenly they're off the project. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I just read that last part and thought, yeah, I feel for the guy because he's clearly a talent. He was probably very, very excited. Who wouldn't be excited to direct, to write and showrun a Star Wars series you know, with Lando as well and all of the all of the things we mentioned in our Lando episode, how that what that would mean for him as well. Yes. And then to be yes. told, yeah, actually, you're not the guy. Thanks for your help. Let's just take your notes. Yoink. Yeah. See ya. Uh, yeah. yeah I, and especially with people who didn't get paid for it either, uh, very, uh, much or at all. So, yeah, interesting one. But what about Jabba the Hutt, though? You know what Del Toro's style was? Can you imagine, like, the Pan's Labyrinth in Star Wars, but with, like, Jabba's Palace? I, I can... And I You'd think I would probably love it. But I knew I just it. Don't, again, I just don't think it's the right thing. Just because I like it or I love the idea of it doesn't necessarily mean it's the right thing for the IP, right? Or for, or for the myth- mythology. Yeah, man. Um, now, you know, we, we started the episode talking about animation. Animation. Do it as animation. Yes. Yeah, to, bring it, to bring it all back, yeah. And actually, as an animated show, that could be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And you don't have to do it in a Rebel style, in a Clone Wars style, in Resistance style even. You know, you could do it. Do it like Fantastic Mr. Fox or Pinocchio. You know, I know a lot of that was uh, stop motion, which is a lot of work. Puppetry and stuff, yeah. lot of talent. You don't have to do it like that. But just, you know, something along those lines could be really cool. Really cool. But a film? Come on, mate. Please. Please. Yeah. Well, Visions has given us enough um, artistic and animation styles that we can almost let's let's get this studio. Uh, Visions to me is is like what these certain point of view books are for the books. That yeah, here's forty yes. authors. Tell us your story. Oh, we really vibe with that one. Here's a book or here's whatever. Mm-hmm. Visions mm-hmm. should really be the same for those studios. Like, I know yes. we have Lucas at Lucasfilm Animation, but you can outsource. And they should be looking at some of these artistic students, thinking here. Yeah, We'd love to do a six-episode um, crime lord thing, sit on Jab the Hut, and we want you to do it because we loved what you did with this particular episode of Visions. They should be using as a they should be using them as a calling card and you know, branching out because as Visions has shown us, 
you know you, you go around the world for for stories and art you get you get some filth back you get culture mm. diversity stories storytelling that you just can't get from your own in-house studio which you've worked with for time and time again look at the yes. star wars jedi games as well mate for me the best stories we're getting in years but it isn't a lucasfilm story it, they're working so closely with the story group but the lads over at respawn are working with lucasfilm to come up with it you know, they're, they're not they're not inside the swimming pool they're sitting on the bleachers right. watching and drinking their cocktails so they can see what's going on but they're like yeah i like that but we think we should do this and better storytelling if you ask me which is why yes and it's something i, yeah. I don't i'm going to label this point it's my last point but it actually does tie in um i really want lucasfilm in all aspects now to start branching out with their writers you look at the um the mando verse of course it's going to be fabs and flown but i want more people in um same with we're talking about the films i want new people in writing and like we've seen with the games give it to do new people uh, same with the books and the comics obviously we're looking at it's very high republic centric at the minute but every time i see a new comic released it's it's either charles soul or cavan scott super talent same with the books it's the same kind of five yes. people yes i don't want to see them stop doing it but i want to go back to the days where we have different writers on books different writers on the series as well mate i want to see them branch out a bit more now that the strike's over especially i mean this this could be just uh you know rumors or something but i'm pretty sure that um and or had a writer's room it had a yeah. it had a team of people dedicated to writing and or and i think part of the reason for that was because tony gilroy and the gilroys aren't the biggest star wars fans they don't know the whole canon and so you know when you have got the isb talking about uh, palpatine and it, you, you need someone there to make sure oh yeah they know what they're talking about i think i've, I've recently heard I've recently heard that Mando and all the Favloni uh, projects <laughs> uh, plus Obi Wan, they, they they didn't have writers' rooms. That's what I've mm. that's what I've heard, and it's like, yeah. why is that? I wonder. Like, Every why is- project should have one. I know that the, the, the writers' strike has now bought in things which would ensure that is to be the case now, um, or something similar. I, I don't want to try and. Uh, right to my paraphrase but they're doing something where hmm. that is happening now there is a writer's room and there is you know there are these new rules to follow which would stop what's happening but for something like this you you need a writer's room don't you because you can you imagine gilroy trying to talk about star wars without the writer's room and just everything it would entail um and sometimes Hmm. i do wish that you know those shows did had the writer's room especially with someone like filoni who I think he sees himself as the new George Lucas and he's a law unto himself sometimes when it comes to writing. I think sometimes you need somebody from from the story group and from other areas to say, let's not do that, let's not do that. Or, you know, we've got ideas for a story down the line in animation or something. Uh, if you could, but, uh, you know, there needs to be creative collaboration. I don't think there is always that in certainly the mando i love the mandalorian but as we go further into it it does sort of seem like there's a little less clear direction and it's a bit more about well let's let that work let's do this let's do that and tony gilroy said in that lucasfilm showcase panel mate he says when you know the Mm. where your story ends it is a huge boost if you know where you're going excellent and sometimes there are some shows out there like game of thrones which ended up rudderless because they had you know too many were well, not enough shit cooks in the kitchen and people just doing what they thought was right without any real pushback and ended up being one of the most disappointing 
ends to a season ever. Um, and I don't want that for Mando. I don't want that for Mando. I don't want that for any Star Wars shows. And the, the writers' room should be mandatory for every Star Wars show because Andor, the legacy, not you know, not going into the episode too much, is we look at every show now and almost hold it against that because Star Wars has shown they can do mm. all of the technical and uh, screenwriting uh, basics so well. Every show should now have that level of care, and it's just, it baffles me that Lucasfilm or Disney as a company can't do that and be like, "Yeah, when you are not putting pen to paper until these people have got into the room and fleshed out where we're going, and this, this, this and this, and this." I just don't get yeah. it. No, spot on. Mate. Maybe it's simplistic, but I don't know. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. I don't think it is per se. I don't. I don't think it is. Obviously. You know, we're not at Lucasfilm. We're not in Hollywood. So maybe yep. there is a bit of ignorance. There's a little bit of like, well, we're saying this from our chairs. Do you know what I mean? From our podcast. <laughs> we, <laughs> know, know, so. we love Maybe all pub- this does yes. happen. Maybe it all does. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know, mate. What a, what a month, though. What a, what a day to record. We've had some like, quality news drop this week. We're, we're back. And so it's, it's nice to do a cheeky podcast covering it all, you know. So, mate, we got MCM Comic Con this weekend. Hopefully Ooh. we can meet Dedra Miro. Uh, oh, Debra. Debra. Debra Miro. <laughs> <laughs> um, Debs. Dead. Debs. Um Yeah, it's going to be good fun, mate. It's going to be really, really good fun. Love the Patreon. Thank you guys for supporting um, and for donating to the cause. Yeah, uh, it, honestly, <laughs> it helps good. us. It helps us massively, massively. Let us know your thoughts on all of this. Matthew Vaughan, Sean Levy. Yeah, all of it. Uh, Justin Simeon, a Jabba the Hutt film, animation. We covered it all pumpkin spice lattes. All What's going it. on? Are you a bit basic like us? Are you Tumblr girl like us? You should be Tumblr girl. What? What's that? It's a magical pie. (laughs) See you later, guys. Go and tell your mum Go and grab your nan Go and tell your dad Go and shoot a bird Go and tell your mum Go and grab your nan Go and tell your dad Go and shoot a bird Podcast <laughs>